Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is episode 11. All right, today I'm diving into one of the most asked about topics, how to prepare for a leadership interview. Whether you're going after your first leadership role, you're maybe a tenured leader trying to get a promotion, or not even looking for a leadership job specifically, I think there's something for you to take away from today's episode. So here we go. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or just not sure where to start in general? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. All right, so this topic is actually pretty meaty. I, I tried really hard to pare this down. That There's just a substantial amount of information and ideas and tips you can talk about with this topic of preparing for a leadership interview and just leadership in general. Something that I've referenced many times, I over the years I've I've conducted a lot of leadership interviews and and so I there's a lot I want to talk about on this topic. I found it very difficult to boil it down to a single episode. So, given how much there is to cover, I made a decision after making some tweaks to my original plans for this episode. Here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to split this episode up into two separate episodes, parts one and two. This one, if you download it, you're listening, you'll see it's titled Part One. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on the five ways you need to prepare for a leadership interview. And in part two, I'm going to focus on five specific questions you need to be ready to answer. So again, today, five things you need to be doing to prepare in general for a leadership interview, getting ready for a leadership role and ways to prepare for that interview process. And then next week, we'll talk about five specific questions you should be ready to answer for a leadership interview setting. So with that, here's today's outline. We are going to walk through those five ways to prepare for a leadership interview. I'm going to go through, I think, just one today. Uh, one recently asked question that I got, I, re- I receive on interview best practices. So as we dive in, one thing, I, before I forget, I've if you've been listening to these podcasts and they've helped you in some way, shape, or form, I would just love to hear it, frankly. Uh, send me a quick email or a voice message on my um, on the website. I'll leave links, as always, on in the show notes, either in your podcast player or on my website, you can check it out or send me an email to josh at equippedinterview.com. I would just love to hear if you've used it, if it's been helpful. If, if not, let me know what I could change ideas for the future. Hit me up and I'll be happy to take a peek. All right, let's dive into these five ways to prepare. Number one, learn from virtual mentors. So here's, here's what I mean by that. What, what do you mean by virtual mentors? 
you might have a, a real life in person or maybe virtual anyway right now, but you might have someone you know that is mentoring you. That's great. Keep that relationship going. Have them help you speak into your life and uncover the specific things they know about you and give you advice tips. That's that's all phenomenal. Not everyone has that luxury, or at least we have a limited ability to have that with more than one, maybe two people in our lives. There, There is a lot we can learn from what, what I've called virtual. I, I don't even think I came up with it. I'm sure I heard it somewhere. Um, virtual mentors, and this this is not something based on the work from home or the, the COVID environment. This predates this by a long shot. But someone who's not personally in your life, learn from afar. So how do you do that? Think about books you've read, podcasts you've listened to beyond this one. You're learning from someone else. So what I recommend and highly recommend that you do to prepare for a leadership interview is listen to leadership podcasts, watch TED Talks, whether it's leadership related or or frankly, otherwise for a lot of these things. Read Harvard Business Review, the magazine, the website has a lot of free content. The Economist, other publications might be specific to your industry or videos of this content if you're more of a video person versus reading. I think there is an element though of reading that will really help you retain it. Is what I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to know how leaders think, how they talk, what's important, what what are common leadership issues today. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you're going to be able to speak like a leader might or think like and talk like a leader might in an interview setting. And that's the key here. The more and more you fill your mind with, with thought leaders like Simon Sinek out there, Brene Brown, Michael Hyatt, Jim Collins, Pat Lencioni, these are just some some of the authors that I've read over the years. There's so many, an almost endless list of leadership thought leaders out there. And so I highly recommend you read books, listen to their their content over and over again. It really helped me years ago when I was preparing for my first leadership position to listen to what I would consider my virtual mentors. They don't know me, but I know a lot about them and how they think and the the type of ideas they put out there. That way, when I got into my first interview for a leadership position, I could think through and talk about what I've not only what I've done to prepare and examples of you know, experiences I've had and things like that, but also that I'm up to date with certain debates that might be happening in leadership circles. What do I think about the, the term leader versus manager? Or what do I think about some other topic that is, is really pertinent to leadership? And so the more and more you do this and the the reg- more regularly that you're listening or reading on these topics, the more it'll just be natural. And you'll be confident going into an interview, being able to talk through a certain case study you learned about. You might not even prep for that, but it'll something the interviewer might say will trigger that memory. And that's what I want to have happen. I want it to be so ingrained in you for the months leading up to going for a leadership position that it's it's just part of your language. And you'll sound more confident and also sound more like a leader as you're going for a leadership position. So that's the first one. Learn from virtual mentors and then use that in the interview. All right, number two, do a SWOT analysis. All right, so for this one, do a SWOT analysis. Might surprise you a little bit here. If you've done one, you'll you'll know, or even if you haven't, pretty common type of analysis that someone can do, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis. What I want you to do is do this for, I don't know, your own current department, do it for the company that you currently work for, maybe the company you're going, you're hoping to work for, maybe a department there if you can learn about it, depending on how much public information there is about the organization you're trying to work for. I want you to show that you can think strategically and prioritize different 
trade-offs, different decisions that a leader might have to make as well as to assess. So think about the you think about for me right now while you're listening to this, the the, the department either that you're working for, the organization that you're working for, or if you're not currently working for someone, the one you most recently did or the one that you want to. What would you be your first step? Think about how you would start researching that. What are the strengths of this business, this organization, this university, this research lab, whatever it might be? What are their weaknesses? What are their weak spots? What are the opportunities? What could they take advantage of in the marketplace going forward? And what are the threats if they don't take action? What, what, what could competitors take advantage of with this organization? Or however you want to define some of these. And, and I highly recommend you doing some of that research, by the way. Um, I, I have spoken to a few folks over the years where they, they basically had the, the weaknesses and opportunities in the same bucket, if you will, but they are two different things. They're not just two different names for the same same term um, of weaknesses, if you will. They are, they are different. Weakness being more so what it sounds like with weakness opportunity being, hey, let's capitalize on this. Let's take advantage of some of the unique things about our, you fill in the blank, our business, our university, whatever, the competitive advantage that we have, and how do we capitalize on that? Why do I even talk about this? Why is that important to do? It's important for two reasons. One, it helps you as the potential leadership can, leadership candidate to start thinking more critically if you haven't done so already. And if you have already, you just keep building on that. And you can talk about in an interview setting the, the analysis that you've done. It helps you think, as I mentioned a moment ago, think more strategically. It helps you think through, hey, there are tough decisions that often have to be made as a leader. It helps you prioritize and think about those trade-offs that you have to make in real life situations. You can't just go after all things all the time. You have to be a little more purposeful and intentional than that. So it helps you. That's reason number one, why that's important to do this analysis. It helps you start thinking this through. Reason number two, it also helps you get to know the organization that you're hoping to work in a little bit better. And it helps you, again, come to the table more confident and having more knowledge and potentially even data available in your talk track that the the interviewer hiring manager doesn't even have or hasn't even thought about recently. And you can really impress them, but also it helps you prepare for the interview itself if you do get a question about the business. I frequently ask about, uh, not not to do a SWOT analysis on the spot, I have been asked that, I've actually been asked twice in the same interview to do, do a SWOT analysis on this organization. I'll do one on this based on what you know. Walk me through your thought process because hiring managers want to see that you can think strategically. So you may get asked, but even if you don't, it is still something that is that can be helpful to you to explain your thought process on maybe another situation that comes up. And you can reference the fact that you, as a, as a way to prepare for this role, have really thought through the implications of and the, the, the current status of, the again, the org, the department that you're going for. So those are the two reasons why I think a SWOT analysis can be wildly helpful when you're preparing for a leadership interview. All right, number three, you should know your assessments. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that, and I referenced this at least once before partially, I want you to know yourself really well, whether you take the Myers-Briggs or the 16 personalities assessment, those those two are very similar you could take the Strengths Finder assessment. You can find that. Google any of these. You'll find and go to Amazon, get the book, get any of the assessments as well. That the Strengths Finder is from the the book. Um, ultimately, what turned into the the Gallup organization, but the Now Discover Your Strengths was the book turned into an assessment. I think you can do the assessment now without the book. Not sure. Check it out. Um, another assessment is the Deloitte uh, Business Chemistry. You can check that one out. Google all those terms. 
Why is it important to know these? Again, a couple of reasons. One, helps you get clarity around yourself. What are my what are my strengths as a potential leader? What are my strengths as a worker? Someone who who's trying to be intentional about my my career. What are some of those strengths that I bring to the table? Whether you do Strengths Finder or Deloitte Business Chemistry, for anyone's curious, I have taken that one. Mine is Guardian, if you're curious. I definitely like my lists. That's one of the things about that, which you'll probably notice now that I've said it. I definitely like a good list as I go through the podcast uh, show prep. Um, whether you're Myers-Briggs, kn- knowing that about yourself certainly helps you self-reflect. It helps you know what you bring to the table for a potential leadership position. But it also, and I think I might have mentioned this one too, but it's really important to say again, it adds a little bit of credibility to anything that you're trying to share with the hiring manager during the interview setting. If you're talking about, oh, I'm really good at developing someone, well, guess what? If developer is one of your strengths on the strengths finder, that really adds some credibility to what you're saying, some weight behind it. Same thing with any of the other ones. Not only do I want you to know them, I highly recommend you understand what they mean. Almost every one of these will give you way more information that you're ever going to need around what it means about you and your life. It talks, and the 16 personalities one talks about how it affects you at work, how it affects you in relationships, outside of work. It's, it goes way more than you'd ever think. So dive into some of those details for your personality trait. I think a lot of these are free. The 16 personalities ones are for sure. Strengths Finder, and maybe, I don't know about Deloitte, but Strengths Finder, you, you're going to have to pay for, but probably worth it for going for a leadership position. But know these things. Add some weight behind what you're saying. Know yourself. It also shows some intention. You're, you're being intentional and proactive about this process. So that's definitely some prep you can do to get ready for not just the leadership interview, certainly, certainly that's going to help, but also the leadership position in general. Okay. Number four, learn how to dive into case studies. Again, what do I mean by that? When you are, this is kind of similar to the, the uh, SWOT analysis, but a definitely a very different angle on it. When you're going into many, many leadership interview type settings, almost all, you're going to have some element of a case study. You're going to have some, some portion of the interview where they're going to give you a set of facts, a set of information, some data to work with, something where they're going to want you to analyze it on the spot, or they might give you 10 minutes, 15 minutes to analyze something maybe even an overnight, a couple days to think about a problem. So you're going to need to learn how to analyze problems, prioritize and make trade-offs, like I mentioned before, uh, make tough decisions. They want to know that you can be intentional, strategic, think conceptually beyond just knowing answers to things because a large part of leadership, if not all of it, is not the, is not the fact that you know the answers to things and giving answers away. That's not leadership. A large part of leadership is understanding where where to take a team, yourself, your department, your business, knowing what you do know and knowing what you don't know and how to make those decisions based off of that information that you do or don't have. And so how are you going to be able to do that in real life? They're trying to, the hiring manager is trying to assess your ability to do that in the moment with something like a case study. And so one of the best ways that you can, can learn how to to practice and learn how to do some of these things, if you haven't done it before, uh, for if you're, let's say a first time going for a first-time leadership position. And, and a reminder, all of these apply to every leadership position. I don't care if you're 15, 20 years as a leader and you're going for the next uh, level of leadership and getting going for promotion, more responsibility. All of these things hold true. Just because you've been a leader for a long time doesn't mean it's it, you, you shouldn't be shoring up some of the, either a gap that you have or st- strengthening an already solid area of your 
certain competencies you have. Getting for an interview alone is can be challenging for a lot of folks. So all of these apply to everybody. So whether you've done case studies or before, I highly recommend if you're going to answer them, to answer how you would think through the problem, how you would prioritize whatever problem they put in front of you using frameworks. So here's where I want you to, I don't have a, a particular one I'm going to recommend, but I do recommend you Google search, find somewhere. There, there are a lot of them out there. There's a lot of different ways you can, can approach having a framework for the way that you think through problems. Your, your mind is going to work differently than mine, which is going to work differently than someone else. So there's not a, this isn't a one size fits all, but some, but if you're going into an interview and being, being asked questions about how you analyze problems, how you solve problems, the hiring manager is going to want to see that you have an intentional, thoughtful, structured approach so that you're not missing things and that you're, you're thinking holistically. The best way to, to make sure they see you do that, you might have a great answer, but if they don't see how you got there, how your thought process works, what the pros and cons were, they're, they're, it's not as good as just having the, the solid answer. The, the case study and that time of the interview is not so much about getting to an answer, but for the hiring manager to see how you think. How do you think? And so how do you show them that? You show them that work. Think back to elementary school. Show your work. You, you use a framework to think through and show how you thought through the problem and how you analyzed it and how you prioritized it. What questions did you ask yourself to prioritize it? So there are some simple ones out there just for, I'm just going to throw it out there, but there are very simple ones that are, hey, don't, and, and don't, um, don't think I mean that you shouldn't use this. This is, I use these all the time in real life, um, both in the interview and in, in just at work. But you think about a framework that there's an impact versus effort chart, right? You have your, you can do a four box grid, you can do a nine box grid, but you think about the X and Y axis here, you know, up and down, left and right. You're looking at how much effort does a, a certain situation I'm trying to decide, should I do A or B? Well, this one has this much effort, in it, but it would have this much impact. This one's a little bit less effort, but much, you know, much smaller impact. So you can use something like that. You can use other tools like that. There's a very kind of more simple, simple one that's out there. A lot, a lot of different ways you can think through things and ways that you can attack problems. So I highly recommend you search for conceptual thinking frameworks as you're preparing for the case study portion of a leadership interview. Definitely going to help you become less nervous. It takes away some of the anxiety of, oh, I don't, I, have, I don't have any idea what they're going to ask me in something like a case study. How do I think through a, a really difficult problem? This helps you put structure and, and organize your thoughts, which really leads to a lot more confidence as you both go into and sit through the interview itself. So case studies and frameworks, that's number four. All right, number five. Number five, how should how well should we be preparing for a leadership interview? I want you to think through what type of leader you want to be. Now, hopefully you've already done this. If you're applying for or considering applying for a leadership position for the first time, or certainly if you already have been a leader, um, or even just if you're not even in the leadership space, you're just going about your... Uh, day working really hard, and you happen to be listening to this podcast. It's even though it said leadership, um, every every single every single person leads in a different way. Whether you have a quote a title of leader manager or not, so there are there are things like I said before you can take away from this. Think through what type of leader you are or that you want to be in any role that you're in. Doesn't matter to me. You are lead, you you are making decisions and helping influence people and leading them to c- conclusions, whether you have a title or if people directly report to you or not. So I want you to think through what type of leader you want to be. Maybe that's different than who you are today. That's okay. 
But I want you to think think ahead. Think ahead to who you want to be and what does that look like? How would you describe it to someone else? So I want you to f- reflect on leaders that you've had in the past, managers you've had in the past. What what did you like? What didn't you like? What worked well? What would you say? Oh, I want to I want to replicate what this person did. This was the best leader I've ever had. I want that to be my mark. These three things over here, or maybe only one thing. Pick and choose from your favorite managers over the years. What didn't you like? You know what? There's one thing that that stood out to me is X, Y, and Z. Therefore, this is going to be one of my marks. My trademarks is I'm going to avoid doing this. That's the kind of leader. Now, these are those are things. Those are very specific behaviors. You could get as broad as you want this to be. What do you envision your overall style to be? I, I want to be an engaging leader. I want to be a very outcomes or business results focused leader while still driving engagement and um, satisfaction on the team. And I want to promote hiring from within and dev- I want to be a strong developer. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you do and only you do. So I want you to think through what type of leader you want to be. This is not a, a question um, in their specific answer. You might get a question like that. Therefore, it's good to be thinking this through. But this is going to help you if you do get the direct question. It's also going to help you as you prepare for a leadership interview broadly, and really any interview broadly. You think about your you're a project manager. You're maybe you may not have any direct report relationships, but you're influencing people every single day, and that's just as hard, if not harder, than trying to influence someone who doesn't report to you than someone who does. It's, every one of us has some element of leadership in our position. So think that through for yourself. What do you envision your style to be? And then just make sure you articulate it. Write it down so that you can talk about it in the future, hopefully in an interview setting. Okay, I said there were five. I thought of a sixth. So bonus bonus points here. Bonus number six. If you are specifically, I was going to say if you're specifically a first-time leader, I guess this really could apply to almost any leadership position. So I'm going to just lump them all together here. Bonus, the number six here is be prepared to talk about how you would manage former peers. This can come up. I think it can come up and you might, you might be more likely to get, to get asked the question if you're a first time leader or if you are certainly I've been asked it. I mean, I, I, I literally was in a position where I was about to, to lead in an interview setting. I was asked directly since I was about to lead some of my former peers, they were in my direct you know, coworkers. And if I got the position, I, I would be leading my, my media peers. And I got the question, how are you going to handle that? <laughs> how would you manage former peers in that environment? What are you going to do? How are you going to make it work? And so I think it's, it's very helpful to think about this question ahead of time. There's not any one particular answer. I will say that there, there are probably some bad answers. So let me give you a couple quick tips here then. One is to just hit it head on. I mean, talk about in an interview setting, how that you'll, if given the job, I'm going to both as a team and individually, any of the the employees on the team, I'm just going to address it head on. Hey, things are things are a little different than they were before. Here's what's the same. Here's what's different. And here are my expectations. But now I want to hear what are your expectations. Let's make sure that we're all on the same page as we as we navigate this together. So that's that's one. Hit it head on. Talk about it. Um, second tip is if you happen to have support. If you have any of your former peers who've ever given you uh, encouragement or a, you can throw that quote out there, hey, one of my peers, you even encouraged me to apply for a position like this or said, you know, if you were a leader, I, I would I would love to have you as part of, you know, part of our leadership team, things like that. Use anything you've had. Think about in the past any peer that you've you've had that's given you some encouragement along the way. I think that can be wildly helpful as you as you make your case as to why you should lead former peers. So those are a couple quick tips. Again, there's not one in particular right answer. I think those help, though. 
So that's the that's the bonus number six of my five steps of uh, ways you can prepare. Be prepared to talk about how you would manage former peers. But the first five, as a quick recap, learn from virtual mentors, do a SWOT analysis, know your assessments, learn how to dive into case studies and, and frameworks. And the fifth one was think through what type of leader you want to be. So th- those are the five ways that you should be preparing and thinking It's kind of more conceptual, but the ways that you should be preparing for a leadership interview setting. Next week, I'll go into five specific questions I think you should be prepared to answer in a leadership interview. Knowing me, I'll probably throw in a bonus question or two because it's it's really hard to narrow this down. So we'll see. Right now, I have it at five, but hey, we have a whole week to add to that list. We'll see how it goes. So let's dive in now to one question I received recently about interview best practices. Okay, so the question today is, can you ask questions mid-interview, and what could you ask? Okay, um, I'd, recommend only, hmm, I'd recommend only asking questions mid-interview if your interviewer is taking a more, maybe more casual, conversational approach. If it feels like they're going through a pretty set list of questions for you, I, I'd really suggest you let it play out, wait until the end to ask more meaningful questions. Otherwise, the... I can speak from experience here, but the the interviewer won't be fully invested in your question or really trying to answer you and engage in dialogue there. And they'll really just be trying to get back to their questions. So I don't want that to be, I don't want you to be a distraction to yourself, essentially. Um, I do think it's a great idea if you can sense the interviewer is open to questions throughout. If it it felt more conversational, that can totally happen. Um, Some of the more larger organizations are pretty by the book. Go through here, here are my questions. And now at the end, we'll let's talk, let's chat. Um, sometimes it depends on the interviewer. They might be way more casual or sometimes smaller organizations or different industries might be more open to it. So it's kind of hard to predict. I get that. But one of the best ways to show the hiring manager or the interview who you really are as a person is to definitely showcase yourself, show them who you really are through great conversation and questions, Hope most likely at the end of the interview, but hey, hopefully it's at some point during the interview, whether it's mid, like you asked about, or the end, most likely the end. Um, if, you, if you're getting that sense from the, the hiring manager or the interviewer that it's, it's fair game in mid-interview, great, go for it. Give it a shot. If it doesn't seem to be working, they seem to be steering you right back to their questions, just back off and just uh, take care of those questions at the end of the interview. But thanks for asking. Well, that's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast at either Apple Podcasts or whatever playing you're using today. Remember, there is dignity in work, so set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.